The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? America, you've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about kumbaya and flat earth insanity. Stand up comedy? You want stand up comedy? Well, we got, well, we've got sit down comedy. It's time for Coffee with the Dog. You make me laugh. I don't. I don't make me laugh. How can I make you laugh? I don't even make... I don't know. Make my, my cat laugh. I'm sure there is God. She's laughing at me. Not she, but Don't have it. Uh, all right. Thanks for coming. Have a great day. Bye for now. Good morning. It's Monday, October 30th. It's my wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Elizabeth. Everybody, come on. Happy birthday, Elizabeth. It says on her Facebook profile she's 118 years old today, which is still a little too young for me. I like them. I like them to have a few years on them. You know what I mean? Um, it is Monday. Start of a new week here, Monday, October 30th, 2023. Uh, and I woke up this morning. Today is Monday, trash day here. It's when the trash day, the trash man comes to take all your trash away. And I don't know, I'm like really frantically n- nervous about not getting the trash out there in time for the trash man to take it, missing him. And then having too much out in the cubby and then the wild animals will rip it apart and all that stuff. So I get up really early and it was pouring rain and cold rain and still dark out and depressing as hell, leaves falling everywhere. And I just started thinking, what if, what if this is what the afterlife is? Just one dreary fucking Monday morning. Like if there is an afterlife, imagine that it's just one dreary Monday morning, cold, rainy Monday morning after another where you're nervously trying to get the trash out before the trash man comes. That would be hell. And this is where I'm going. Anyway, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I had a strange weekend. And I need to start off uh, by addressing the people of District 3 in New York uh, with a faux pas. I had my first real television interview on Friday afternoon. Half hour. Uh, the host name was Travis. I don't remember his last name. Um, it was in a real television studio, you know, 
upright, stick a pole up your ass, sit and sit upright. I'm sitting there in a suit, uh, which is not my thing. It's out of my comfort zone completely. Half hour unedited. Uh, and I know that they, I asked, are you going to edit this at all? And I'm going to get a copy of it probably later this week. I think I answered, I, I rambled a lot. I think I answered all the questions the way I wanted to up until the last question. And we, I knew there were only like short, maybe two minutes left, short on time. And I got a question I wasn't prepared for. Uh, bad, bad on me. The question is, uh, why is voting important? Come on. What am I supposed to say to that? So I got two minutes left, and I don't have a lot of time to think about it. I know I don't have any time to sit there and ponder what I really would want to say to that. So I gave the stock politician bullshit answer about how if you don't vote, you have no representation, and voting is a right and a privilege, and if you don't vote, you're just a complainer, all that kind of bullshit which is not me. I would not say that if I had time to think about how I really want to answer that. So my first uh, television interview, I already have something to apologize for and explain. I gave you a, uh, for the people on the North Shore there in District 3, I gave you a bullshit answer, and you shouldn't accept that from me. I'm not making an excuse. I'm just explaining if... uh, I run this by the rev. I should I should run this by the rev. Whether this is an explanation or excuse, I'm taking full responsibility for it. But by explanation, I just did not have time. If I would have taken the last two minutes and said, let me just think about that, we would have ran out of time and I would have given you no answer, which was probably better than the answer that I gave. But here's the answer. Why is it important to vote? It's not. What? We want to get everybody out voting if possible. No, I'm sorry. Voting takes one second, really. Boop. It's the work that goes into voting, the homework, the learning about the candidates. So if you're a person, ooh, if you're Jordan Peterson, if you're a person who's going to go into a voting booth and look at Republican and just vote straight Republican, or you're going to look at Democrat and just vote straight Democrat, without knowing anything about the candidates, please don't vote. Odds are you're going to do more damage than good. This is exactly what happened in this district when George Santos was elected. Nobody bothered to even know anything about the man. He was just a Republican, and they were all Republicans, and they just went, sure, everybody in the Republican row. And they fucked things up royally. So why is it important to vote? It's not. It's important not to vote if you're not going to do the fucking homework. I'm sorry. We don't need more idiots casting votes. Okay, now, if you're going to do the homework, sure, then it's important to vote. It's important to get out there. But if you're not, leave it to the adults. I mean, I'm saying adults while I'm calling you fucking idiots and all that. I appreciate uh, the hypocrisy here and the, the uh, uh, just the sheer humor in this situation where I am insulting the people I expect to vote for me. But you fuck things up. You voted for, and you're, you should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed that George Santos is your representative right now. He represents you. Think about that. Hold up a picture of him and say, this person represents me. How do you feel about that? 
So anyway, I, I apologize for the political answer, and uh, it, I'll try not to let it happen again. Uh, I'm still new. Again, this is not an excuse. I accept, <laughs> I accept full responsibility. But I am still new to the interview process and um, not sure what to do when you know you only have a minute and a half, two minutes left and don't really, haven't really thought about the answer. I guess I should have just said, you know what, I really don't have a good answer for that and uh, not going to get one in a minute and a half. As soon as I got in my car and I was driving home, the two hours that it takes to get home from there, I had plenty to say about it. But I said the wrong thing. I said, I said it's important to vote in your bullshit, patriotic, flag-waving nonsense. Disregard all that, if you can. Okay. So that was Friday afternoon. Then Saturday evening, I had my debut <laughs> performance um, with dinner, uh, Mystery Murder Dinner Theater. Uh, Tony Walker, who from Govs, uh, Knock Em Dead Comedy, uh, saw something in me that <laughs> I don't know if that's true. He was desperate. The, the, his main character, um, the guy who played uh, one of the main characters in the uh, show, had a bad back and can't, couldn't do the show. And he, I guess he couldn't find anybody else and was scraping the bottom of the barrel and said, uh, let's give Napo a try. Uh, and that was early in the week, and, and he handed me the script, and I read the script probably, uh, I don't want to exaggerate here, probably at least 100 times, though. Uh, I memorized my lines, but the problem was, I don't know, I haven't met anybody else in the cast, and the cues were all kind of uh, confusing, a little bit confusing, and uh, there was stuff in the show that I wasn't prepared for. Like they stopped for musical numbers, for games, for questioning, all kinds of things like that. So it was a little nerve-wracking. If I say a little nerve-wracking, I'm being disingenuous. I was fucking scared shit. I've never been that nervous in my life all day long. And my wife was telling me, just read it out, read it through. I don't need to fucking act it out. I need rehearsal. Um and I got there early. I was the first one there. <laughs> Fucking freaking out. I got notes on my phone. I got, uh, and um, it went well. And I, I, I enjoyed it, which is very uh, odd for me to say, because for years I have been mocking murder mystery dinner theater and everybody who gets involved with it. I'm one of my drummers or drummer I don't even speak to anymore, has a company that does that. And I was like, who the fuck goes to that stuff? It's all silly nonsense. Who, I would never go to one of those. And there I am in one of those. Now, there were people there who recognized me as Morning Mustache Man again, which is kind of weird. Uh, also, I had to do a little bit, uh, a lot. I'm the first person in the room. And I have to go and greet people as a mafia guy and treat them like um, I know them. like Kind of like a good fella's, uh, yeah, look over there, that kind of thing. And I'm hugging strangers. And that is, if you know anything about me at all, that is not my personality to go. I'm very shy and standoffish. Yeah. I, um by nature. I'm just not somebody who goes up to strangers and hugs them. Hey, but I was doing a lot of that. And it occurred to me 
that you lose yourself. The minute the show starts, you become engaged in it so much that you forget that you're not that person. It was very weird, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot, and they asked me to come back and do it more, and everybody was very complimentary uh, towards my performance. I stepped on a few lines. I know I stepped on a few lines because they were ad-libbing, going off script, and I know where my line is supposed to come in, but they weren't coming back to where my line is supposed to come in. I think at one point I pulled out a gun too soon. <laughs> That's a whole other story. But uh, it was enjoyable. And then yesterday, handling some business stuff. But again, coming back to this idea of, of where my hell, the hell that it awaits me. All weekend long, like before Friday, before my interview, I was thinking I, if I could just make it to Monday, uh, life will, I can get back to normal. And here I am Monday, and I have a meeting today after the show, which could really be good for the show. It could, uh, I'm talking about money, influx of money. It could be. And there's a lot of pressure on this. So I'm starting all over again. And then tomorrow I have two afternoon shows again. It's Halloween. I hate Halloween. It's my wife's birthday. We got funeral arrangements, so memorial arrangements going on. My wife is celebrating her birthday under conditions of... Uh, losing her father and all that stuff. And ha only half her gift arrived uh, that I ordered for her. So it's, a, it's just, you know, it never ends. And so that's where I'm back to this idea of what if hell is just this on fucking repeat, like Groundhog Day forever and ever and ever. It seems like we're entering the season of uh, depression for Matt Apple. Uh, and I just, I'm looking forward to May, man, getting back on the beach with the band, uh, in my comfort zone where I live for just that, just to be out in the sunshine or under the stars at night on the beach playing music and just not thinking about my hellish ground day experience. So anyway, the guys who are patiently waiting while I ramble, I'm going to bring them in right about now. Say hello to GD Fenderson and say hello to Willie Conway. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How are you? How was your weekend? Uh, it, I mean, it was, it was all right. I guess. GD mute. Mute. Oh, oh, he's doing, that, he's in, he's doing he, a, a Willie impression. He is. <laughs> you're muted. It oh. says your mic oh. got a big slash to it. Look right on the screen. Yeah. Uh, now you undid it. You undid it. Here you go. You, oh, you just you just had it, and then you undid it. No, one more oh, clip. Try. Okay. Hello. All right. Yeah. You know what, I'm hot already. Oh. You're hot. Hey, man. I wish you could send some of that heat this way. I'm freezing right oh, now. Oh, it's gonna get worse for you, my friend. Oh, I know. You're going to Oklahoma, and Oklahoma is ready for a Arctic blast this week. Uh, on Thursday, they're supposed to get an Arctic blast. That's when I'm going. <laughs> I know. I know. That's of why course. I said it's going to get worse for of you. Of course. So what do you, I'm going to take a winter coat then. Jeez. Uh, I'm, well, I'm pretty I'm sure. Hot. You know what? I actually – so I actually have my, – my dad had this – super cool like john wayne looking jacket um and i only remember him wearing it a handful of times growing up but i actually was able to get that i'm probably going to take that to oklahoma like because it's like like i said it's like a nice warm john wayne looking 
you know, like by way, on I one take, side. I take like a the, little a personal space heater with me, uh, like a kerosene heater, and I would keep it right <laughs> next to me the whole time. And right. plenty of Mind Dog coffee. Mind Dog coffee. Yes. I don't always drink coffee, but when I do, I get the shit. And Mind I, Dog coffee. I always have the shits, and I don't. I drink coffee all the time, but I always have the shits. So I'm shitting right now. <laughs> ah, you yeah, know, so. I um, I have a theory that you know, you ever you ever want to get out of work, but you can't uh, because you got like one of those bosses that always uh, you got to have a really good excuse to get out of work. So this is. This is what you do if you're one of those people. You're trying to get out of work where you got a really nasty boss. It won't let you. Before you go to work, run through the Taco Bell drive-thru, okay? <laughs> now, I, I, yeah, I know. I said Taco Bell for breakfast. That's, that's what I'm telling you. Now, you eat that in your car before you go into work, all right? Now, it's going to take about 15 or 20 minutes. No, it ain't. But you're going to shit yourself, oh, like, yeah. completely. And you just make sure that you're in close proximity to your boss when that happens. <laughs> they're going to send your ass home. Now, your your life is going to be pretty fucking unbearable for the next three hours. But after that, you're going to have a nice nice day off. Let's yeah, but no, my life is going to be unbearable forever. I'm going to be a guy known as the guy who shits himself uh, forever. Right. It's going to be, oh, shitty Matt, shitty stinking Matt. Here we come. I that, mean, that's, why, that's why when I had to do that, I use I use chocolate pudding. I, I did not go to Taco Bell. I just had chocolate pudding and squeezed it between my legs because they're in the I mean, that's still the same perception. No, no, no it isn't. That you because can... because first of all, you don't have the scent. Okay, what you do is you just go, oh, I am so sorry, and you reach back and you just touch it. Go, oh my, I am so sorry, and then knowing it's chocolate pudding. I really should go home and change this. And then it pukes, pukes all over you. And then you then you know it's pukey shitty. I mean, I think I think you get fired for being too much at that point. Like like accidentally pooping yourself, okay. Pooping yourself and then tasting it in front of everybody. You're like you 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 gotta go. You're, yeah. you you don't have a job anymore. Get right, out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And maybe that, so I don't have to get out of work anymore. And that's, I got out of work. I got out of work and I'm never going back to work. Uh, yeah. I just don't, I'm allergic you, you, to bosses. You're living that nice, relaxed, retired life. Unless I get elected to Congress and then I have to go back oh, to work. Man. Yeah, then uh, you're then boss, your boss of the people. Then you're boss of the people. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, exactly. And um, you know what? I keep saying I have no chance to win this thing, and everybody keeps telling me, no, I think you do. <laughs> like, what the fuck is I, Hey, listen, you got a fighter's chance, in my opinion, for sure. For sure well, you do. Uh, I, well, it didn't start off well. Uh, I mean, a half, I think I rambled a bit because I know what rambling feels like. When I, when I, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned it a little bit ago. Right. And I you also, rambled on about it earlier. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And I know when, but from the interviewer's perspective, I know when you have a guest on and you ask him a simple question, there are a couple of extremes. Like last week, we had a guy on who gave me yes or no or maybe answers, which that's not good. But then sometimes you'll ask somebody a simple question and 15 minutes later, you're thinking, I should have went and got a cup of coffee while he was answering this because. <laughs> It's just, they just go on and on. I think I was. How long did that happen with me? 
all of them. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Well, <laughs> let's count. Let's count the three times it didn't happen. So, right. so yeah. there was a, no. <laughs> so there was there was October 18th. I remember that day. Uh, no. <laughs> no. The, the issue yeah, with no. you, Will, Willie, is sometimes you don't know, get to the point. It's like uh, it's not that you're rambling on. It's or. or it's going taking a long time to answer a question, but most of the time the chief's getting started. Well, it's okay. Like it, it, there are, t- you know, when, I, you know, there yeah, was a no, time. I do do that. <laughs> you'll start a story. He'll start. He'll go like he'll start a story that happened on like October twenty fifth, and he go like, well, October twenty fifth. Well, actually, let's go back to October tenth. Well, no, well, I'm gonna take you yeah. back to October second. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take you back to twenty nineteen. Well, see, before I was born, my parents are fucking. Okay, and that's 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 how he does. He keeps going backwards. I mean, I I just want to paint a clear picture. Is all. Yeah. The thing is, you run out of paint. You run out of paint, and there's still no picture. That's so problem. Listen, I'm no Bob Ross. Okay, I'm no Bob Ross. So oh, we don't have a guest today. The guest uh, is going to reschedule. I screwed up. Here's a couple of things in the scheduling that I screwed up. Next week is not our 500th and uh, my 500th anniversary of Coffee with the Dog. It's two weeks from today. So oh, okay. a- Andy has moved to November 13th. Uh, so that show, people who wanted to book that show have now moved to that date. So this date is open. We have no guest today. And I was too lazy yesterday to try to go get a guest. I just, I didn't have it in me. I, you know, it's been a while since we've had no guest show where I could just say, I don't have to prepare for anybody. I don't have to worry about anything. But so that's where we're at today. We have no guest today, uh, which is fine. But I got a guest request on Podmatch. I want to, this, this is an unusual, they don't come in like this. Usually they come in, hi, uh, this is what I do. I would love to be on your show. They almost always say they're big fans of the show and listen to the show, which I know is a fucking lie. <laughs> Nobody listens. To, none of these fucking people who say they listen to the show have ever listened to the show because they're always surprised when they get here about what, what really goes down. So, uh, But this is a friend, uh, a guest request. My friend, you seem Tobias with a mustache that try us. Our patience and courage to spare your truth virus. Should you wear a crown, it would look like a palace atop a shining hill forged like a phallus. <laughs> Let me be on your show. This poem was fun to write, but it's getting really late, so I have to say good night. One last thing before I should part from your portrait, silhouette, and evident heart. If you could all but choose between forever cheese or hair, would would you wear a hat <laughs> or mind it if people stared? <laughs> cheese has been my choice <laughs> as I could trade a tan for a phantom Rolls Royce and love's labors one. That doesn't rhyme. But it keeps on going on. But sad are my profits from now friends and all from new friends and old but offer me cheddar you're as good as gold it's <laughs> i'll join you you on that mountain that valhalla for cows because many did die for the cheese <laughs> we eat now <laughs> i hope you're friends now i hope we're friends now my efforts confound me two millions of nights 
unforgivable rounding. That's a guest request. What do you I, I'm concerned that he killed cows to make cheese. Doesn't he understand that you don't have to kill cows to make cheese? You, you don't have to kill a cow. No, I, that, no, no. That. This yeah, that, that disturbs just, me. This is probably just a request that was sent from the poet laureate of the state of Wisconsin is probably what this is. <laughs> but, yeah, but in Wisconsin, you think they know not to kill the cow because you got to make more cheese later. That sounds like a Chicago thing where they're using the cow for cheese and meat, you know, cheese and sausage. The same so, uh, I, I would you would you would you approve this the show because they they see bad crap crazy and I definitely want to talk to them. You would approve this guest, right? Uh, that that yeah, would be my question. Do I approve it? Yeah. GD, you yeah. <laughs> ah well, if you want to put them on the daytime with myself and Willie, hell yeah, yeah, that's a oh, yeah. I, for yeah. you. I would yeah. not. If you want to put I, yeah. If you I were to put them on nighttime by yourself, yeah. yeah. Nighttime by yourself, I wouldn't do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah so uh, that's my answer. Nighttime by yourself, no. In a daytime with a buffer? Yeah. Well, could could I uh, just walk away and leave you two guys with him if he's just, like, too fucked up for me? If you can <laughs> yeah, leave him no, with yeah, me. That, that's great. Yeah. And, hey, thanks for calling me buff. I have been working out. I appreciate you noticing that, GD. I really do. That's <laughs> He claims it My buffer, son even not... said something to me yesterday about how he was so happy that I've been working out every morning. And stuff. Buffer, not buff. Oh, yes. Yeah, he thought I would say he was buffer than last time we saw him. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, yeah. Shuck. So, um, you mentioned the cow. He mentioned the cows. Move. There was it was a Halloween costume, also with the murder mystery thing. And there was a woman in a big, she was kind of heavy set, and she had this white thing with black dots all over it. And Tony. And udders. Yeah, Tony called her a cow, but she turned out her costume was a Dalmatian. And I thought, <laughs> that's something I would do. I mean, that's like sticking your, your whole leg down your mouth, not just your. Yeah, I mean, off. did he not look at the tail? I mean, there's distinctly different tails on those two animals. I just want to say. Listen, you see a fat and woman. That's why you see a fat others. woman, uh, a heavy set woman. Listen, if I see a fat girl, I'm checking out the tail immediately. I love big asses. What are you talking about? I know, Nick but Minaj you see you up. see her in a, a big white fluffy costume with black dots all over it. Your mind immediately goes to cows, I guess. I thought she was a cow, but I wouldn't. I'm glad I didn't say it. But you know, I, just see, I would look for udders. I would look for udders. I, I, I'm right. a confirmation. I, I'm like, well, they, there were like plenty of udders there, but they weren't dressed like cows. Oh, udders. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think this conversation has gotten utterly ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. And uh, the, <laughs> I kind of uh, crossed the line there right at the start. Because I was supposed to be just greeting people, hugging them. And, hey, how you doing? And there was a guy with a kind of a beer belly on him. And I gave him the Luca Brasi line. And may your first child be a masculine child. He did not, um, he did not appreciate it. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, though. Did other, okay, hang yeah. on. He didn't laugh, but did people around him laugh? No, I don't. It, we, they were just starting to get into the whole drift of the. They would. Right, I'm, sure, I'm the sure, first sure. guy in, and they're like, yeah. oh, what is this all about? Yeah, they, they're not really into the game yet. Yeah, yeah, I love improv dinner theater. It's one of, to me. It's one of the most fun things as as a as an entertainer 
it's probably the most fun I've ever had. Like well, I, I, I love have, improv. Just. I have tried improv and failed miserably at it. And uh, you can see, I mean, I, I hate to, you know, go see me embarrass myself, but if you find Zach Wiseman's PowerPoint showdown when I was on there, uh, it was embarrassing. But this is not pure improv. It's it's a script right. that the guys who have been doing it every weekend for 25 years right. got bored with, and they they run off script a lot of times right. and, and improv. Right. And, well, uh, that's what we had. We had like we had a skeleton uh, script, and then there was just bonus. You know, like like you know, this they, isn't they a skeleton kinda, script. The producer told us to play with it. You know, this is fifteen pages of real script. I mean, cue, uh, you've yeah, got cues and action it. stuff. You know, and stuff right. you're supposed to do and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not a yeah, skeleton. Yeah, because we had that. We had songs and stuff like that, and because uh, I remember. Um, uh, one of the guys in the cast was supposed to be uh, like a real classic rock uh, kind of guy or whatever. And my character was a wigger that was super into rap or whatever. And this classic rock dude, it was, it was always scripted that he would make fun of Tupac Shakur. Now, right. You said wigger. Can't we use the W word? I I thought so. I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's what I was, though. I was is that not allowed? Is that not allowed now? The W word. Right. You have to say the W word. So people will say I did say it. No, you said it. You said it. You said it all full out. You said Wigger. You're telling me you can't say the W word now. You can't say any words now. Everything has to start with an initial. I mean, you are. You are. Oh. I did get in trouble for calling myself a gypsy soul the other day. I don't know what. Like, how? How is oh, that? Gyp, gypsy is a thing. Uh, yeah, like, we, you're not supposed to say gypsy. Uh, yeah, so many words you can't say. Isn't doesn't isn't Tyson Fury like the gypsy something? Like, like the guy who's like the boxer, Tyson Fury, doesn't go by like the gypsy something. I don't know. Probably. I mean, this is what there I was a team that went by Washington Redskins. I don't know if you're familiar, if you heard of them, but then they, they don't call themselves that anymore. Um, but yeah, no, I was just being silly. I don't know. I don't know if you could say what. No. Well, all of a sudden we got an echo. What happened? Somebody, somebody turned on a radio. Somebody turned on. You got it. My fault. My fault. I turned Hello, it caller, off. you have to turn down your radio if you want to talk to the host. <laughs> it's still there. Dude, I used to try and call into the radio all the time. When I was there you go. Hello? My radio station did did like movie clip. Like if nope. you could if you could yeah, recognize the movie. Is it over? And we were like every thirty days we would win that shit, like clockwork. Like Conways are calling in. It's their it's their thirty days. Well, here's the thing, uh uh a thought that crossed my mind yesterday and it didn't cross my mind in the moment. So that proved that it's not really offensive. But if I did a Asian accent here, or if I did an Indian accent, uh, a real, you know, India, Indian accent or Pakistani or that, you know, a- Asian accent, it would be offensive and people would try to be canceling. Oh, you know, you can't do that. That's offensive. That's uh, biased, that's bigoted, whatever it is. But during this play, this murder mystery thing, dinner theater, everybody is putting on a phony Italian accent and stereotyping Italian people. And I know I was really the only Italian in the cast. 
Bush, right. uh, and and they're all putting it on really heavy, like stuff that would make my grandmother blush. That's okay. <laughs> That's not offensive to to portray every Italian as a, a big fat goomba wop, uh, dago, uh, you know, and use all that language uh, and complete like you know bastardizing the Italian language and putting on those fake right. Italian accents. That's all cool, but you can't do it if they're from Asia or you can't do it from any other. It's just weird. Like, And I know I'm not offended by it, but I think that there is a hypocrisy there. Uh, oh, there's hip- total hypocrisy. It's just like saying that there's not, that, that, that minorities can't be racist or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like, dude, I, I see, I see, dude, listen, if you, if how you treat somebody, how you talk to them, if if that has anything to do with what race they are, no matter which way it is, no matter if you're a black person towards white people, a white person towards whatever, Asians towards Asians, Native American, like Native Americans towards Native Americans. Like I know I got a Native American friend that can't stand other Native Americans and he's very racist towards them. And he'll say really mean ass shit to them. And Uh. to me, it's not okay for him to say that shit just because he's also native. That's fucking stupid. Hate yeah, is hate, yeah. no matter how you slice it. If you're yeah. if you're treating people based upon the color of their skin or their fucking heritage in any type of way, it's a it's a form of fucking racism. And I don't see how you can call it anything else. And and be honest with yourself. Yeah. I agree. I blame the white people. You mean the albino? You mean the albinos? Yeah, yeah the, the albino really white ones. Ed, Ed, the really Ed, white ones. Yes, Ed, the really Ed. white ones. The ones that come in every race, but they're all you know, white. the showy yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. They, they, yeah. No, I, I just, I'm, I just said that because as a, as a general rule of thumb, I agree with you that hate is hate. But then you get these purists who distinguish between. And I actually, it's, I, I had become one for a while. The distinguish between someone who is racist, someone who's prejudiced, someone who's a supremacist, you know, and because when you're experiencing yeah, those are all it, distinctions. Yeah, and, and it helps to be able to explain to your child that's like, no, honey, that man is not prejudiced. He's a supremacist. There's a difference why he called you that word, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, thanks, Dad. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you see Saturday Night Live at all? Uh, which, uh, I didn't see. I don't watch the show. I've never watched it. I heard it was really good, though. Nate Bergetti was on. And, yeah, it, I saw the monologue. The monologue was pretty fucking good. Uh, and yeah, then I he's saw solid one, comic. Solid comic. He did a sketch. They did a sketch with him playing George Washington, laying out a dream for, um, for the new nation. And uh, there's a black guy in the cast. I don't know who he is. Uh, I probably should know him. Um, I think it Michael was, Che. I don't know. I'm thinking it's that other guy, Tracy. But uh, what? I know Michael Che is the one that does the weekend update. Is he uh, there? Is he that? Is he that token black guy? <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I, don't I think know. there's a couple. There's a couple black guys on the on the cast right now. But, but I, I think Michael Che. I, I don't know the other guy. The point I'm the point I'm getting here now in the sketch. Washington is laying out his dream for America, and the black guy keeps asking him about the slaves. And he and and Washington says, "You ask about temperatures. 
No, I didn't. <laughs> he, he, just, <laughs> he, he, just, he can't hear any of the uh, the black guys' concerns about the new nation at all. He just he, every time he asks a question, it's like I, I didn't hear that. I'm right. too preoccupied with uh, you know the other stuff he's talking about. But it, it's pretty funny. It's a good sketch. I would I would check. I ask people to check that out. Um, podcast cringe yeah. guy, you know podcast. I, I I'm sorry. There was um a while ago. I was asked to write uh, a sketch for um Black History Month, and so I had two different sketches in mind. And the one I wanted to do, uh, because I let them pick which one. I wrote two sketches. I let them pick, and and one of them was about a black woman. And this is back in slavery time, still. So it's a, a period piece. A black woman who got her freedom because her massa died and she got her freedom. And so she bought her husband's freedom, and, but she didn't free him. She, <laughs> so, and, and see, you're laughing. And that's, and that's the way I had it, you know, like that. And I'm so sure that like, happens with white people all the time because I think my wife did the same thing. She bought my so, freedom, but I'm not free. So, so that was the sketch. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Will. Well, no, um, uh, I was going to say, I, I can't remember what I was wanting. Oh, it was, um, man, I, somebody had went through George Washington's old house or whatever, and they went to the slave quarters or whatever. And I know somebody was talking about it, but um, they, uh, the, they found out, and I didn't know this, that, you know, so Washington had uh, four, four slave children or whatever, I guess. And only freed two of them during his lifetime. Yeah. And I was, I was just, dude, I was astounded by that. I was just yeah, like, no, a I lot can't of, even imagine. Yeah. I can't even them. imagine having your own children in slavery. You know. Right. And like, you can't get them. You can't get them to listen any other way. Not, you, uh, you, you have seven kids. You know, you can't get them to listen any other way. <laughs> I mean, I do think you know. I I guess you know what. Now that you mention it, now that you mention it, I got to be honest. It, it, you're right. It does make sense. It's totally why my father had children. For Brian, sure. Brian Grizanka yeah. looks like Grizanka. Anyway, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, Brian. Uh, since Devin Walker is the SNL character uh, cast member that you, Thank I you was Brian. talking about. Anyway, uh, it was very good sketch. Um, so it was the choking guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No. Well, no, because no, Che's not token. Che has earned his keep. Once you earn oh, your keep, you're no longer token. Devin is right, token. Yeah, right. yeah he's oh, yeah. token. His stand-up is really good, too. He's got a special out. You can, you can it's okay. It's okay. They're pretty good. Oh, che, Che's good. No, Che is good. Yeah. Devin's his, his stand-up is okay. It, it was pretty good oh, in, that, in, in that sketch. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. I want to talk about something else. Podcast, yeah. podcast, cringe guy. You got you familiar with him? I've I've talked about him a couple of times. Podcast, cringe podcast guy. Podcast, who guy? Uh, cringe. He's uh, got a YouTube channel. Podcast, cringe. He doesn't have a name that I know of. Uh, he's got obviously he must have a name, but it's not on his YouTube channel. He's just podcast, cringe, and he does basically he's a Tom Segura hater. Uh, he's oh. a he's a Joe Rogan fan, but not Joe Rogan's comedy. Uh, he's a fan of the, but he, so he he's uh, he does a lot so he's of definitely an independent thinker. That sounds good. He's a podcast review guy, 
and I seem I heard his feelings. I I heard his feelings by three five months ago, something like this. He had uh, an opinion about somebody he was talking about, and he said that person. He either said that person is generally a very conservative person, or that person is a very liberal person. I don't remember what he said, but it was somebody, and I can't even remember who he was talking about. But I, I knew he was wrong about that. It's like somebody I have spoken to, somebody I have had on the program. I said, no, that guy, if, if he was saying he was very far left, the guy was really very far right. Like, So I wrote in the comments, I, I'm, you lost me. I'm unsubscribing because if you're going to call that person this, you have no idea what you're talking about. And that's what I said five or six months ago. So I unsubscribe, then I am unsubscribed, but I still see this stuff. YouTube still shows it to me, and every once in a while I'll watch it. And he had a good one the other day about how Joe Rogan ruined podcasting, and it was all about the greed and all that kind of stuff. And I left a a, a comment on there saying, uh, basically, because he was saying how they bank uh, uh, podcasts, and and by the time they get out, sometimes they're irrelevant. That news is passed. And I said, I'm basically saying what we do here every day is live stuff. And he came back. He said, I thought you were unsubscribing. And uh, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I did. And you won me back uh, with some good analysis. Is that a bad thing? And then I thought about it and I said, hey, wait a minute. You remember five months ago that I left a negative comment and said I was unsubscribing? I'm, either I'm very memorable or you get way too butthurt by negative comments. If I remembered everybody right. who said they were unsubscribing or hated my guts or all that stuff, I'd have to keep an encyclopedia of, of you know, a big book like that. <laughs> a list so, of offenders. This was like seconds after I wrote it. So he knew right away. Matt Napo, hey, that guy that left a, maybe I'm the only one who ever left a negative comment for him, but I, hardly, I doubt that. Bro. Yeah. That, My question is, how many subscribers does he have? Because I have a few enough. I have few enough subscribers that have, I pretty much can know them all yeah, by name. Yeah, know them all by name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, yeah, if somebody left, if somebody left, I'd call and go like, "Hey, Sally, what happened?" I think yeah, he has a, about the I same. I think he has about the same number that I do, which is about thirteen thousand five hundred, somewhere like that. But he's only been in business less than a year, so good for him. I mean, it took me, I don't know, since it took me sixty-four years to get thirteen thousand five hundred. I've been on YouTube for sixty-four years, by the way. Um, <laughs> you started smoking pot. Yeah. So, but uh, what was the last thing I I I said to him on there? Um, uh, oh, that I am still unsubscribed. It's just that the algorithm just knows that I'm going to get hooked on that kind of stuff, so they keep showing me. <laughs> but he has had some good stuff. But here's where I'm getting to. I want to encourage him if anybody knows him uh, to do a negative review about me. Tell tell the world how much I suck. I could use the publicity. I mean, cause he, his his channel's going, and I'm sure maybe you could tell it. Maybe you could tell the world how how cool we are. Also, no, 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 I mean, no. Nobody's gonna pay. Nobody's gonna click on. Oh, you guys really? You should check these guys out. They're pretty cool. Oh, no, if, so if, I should start talking shit about us on not, my post? Not, Is that not you, him? Oh, others. Okay. You should encourage other people to say we suck, so that other people. Oh, I got to see how bad this is. And I feel like I don't have to encourage people to do that. I think you do. I think there, we I don't know, dude. Maybe I had to, man. Maybe, anyway. just, maybe maybe what it is, I need people I need people to stop telling me personally and then just tell the internet. Tell everyone. Right. Tell everyone. Yeah. How bad, yes, how yes. Bad that's that annoys the hell out of me. I, I can't tell 
I can't tell you how often I have more people who who will text me and email me and DM me about how funny something was or bad. And I said, put the comments out there. Right. You know, I said, yeah. I don't care if it's good or bad. I said, put it out there. I said, because it's word of mouth. I said, there are a lot of people yeah. who don't even know I'm still doing comedy. And you're saying, like, the other day I got recognized in the store from something I did like three years ago. The guy goes, comedy guy. <laughs> but <laughs> And I was like, I, I said, yeah. And I looked at him and I like, he goes, the college. And I went, all right. I narrowed it down. But as soon as he said the college, I knew you know, there's like only so many college shows I've done. And I recognized yeah. him. I said, that's the guy that was standing in the back for the whole show. I said, that was the janitor who should have been working and he watched the whole show. <laughs> so here's the thing I want to put out there. If people want, well, podcast cringe, cringe guy, he's Australian. He's got like an Australian accent. I think he's Australian anyway. So I've looked, I've asked for Australian people, friends who I know who could either do an Australian accent. I have several friends who are in Australia. Uh, but they have to be guys. Angie, uh, who was uh, Angie Bryars, who's been on the program a couple of times, she's Australian and she volunteered to do it. But it's got to be a guy. I want to do like a parody of him saying how much we suck and, and like send it to him. It just kind of juice him. And if, I would encourage anybody to go out on YouTube and look for Podcast Cringe and go in his comment section and just say, you got to check out Mind Dog. Let me know if you think they suck or what. Just encourage him to review this program and tell the world how much we suck so we can get some traffic. Did you text me something about this? Because now it's it's starting, the more you talked about this, it's starting to sound familiar. Like, like I read it in a text or something. Did you text It's a Facebook post. This? Yeah. Was I, I, it? I Facebook posted last night. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about participating in no nut November. What do you guys think about that? Do you no guys nut? know, do you guys know about this? Do you know what this no. is? No. So, what about you, GD? Have you ever heard of this? Um, no I hope ever. not, because my wife just bought me a half a pound of hazelnuts from from the West Coast. <laughs> no, and I still got I mean, a quarter you know, pound I, to go through. Yeah, what about as a one, one mold man, no, man, it made me nervous to hear about it at first too, because I was like, "Whoa, I don't know," you know. But no, what it is is it, uh, you know, it's just like a sober October. People go sober for the whole month of October. They don't do drugs or alcohol or whatever. Well, no nut November is you go the entire month of November without uh, ejaculating like uh, with others or yourself. Oh. So I was thinking about, I was thinking about participating in no nut November. I mean, I feel like my wife could use a break. You know what I mean? It's like that poor lady. I'll do no nut Wednesday. What about you? What about your poor cows, though? You say your wife could use the bathroom. But... <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Are you saying you've seen our movie? <laughs> All right, anyway, I'm sorry. The I thing with the cows, he pulls out with the cows so they don't know. Yeah, I have a real thing for low-hanging fruit. I don't know what's up with that. It's like... Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, so, so yeah, I, I just last last the on the podcast, King guy, cringe guy. I've talked about him before in his analysis. At some, most of the time, his analysis is very good. I mean, he does a deep uh, look at some of what what these podcasts are doing. He talks, of course, he talks a lot about the Brendan Schaub, all the people in Rogan's circle there who have come in and right. out of favor. Uh, Bert, he's done quite a few on Bert. He's done a couple on Segura. 
uh, you know, those people. But his, his stuff is pretty good. So I have mentioned him in the past. But, again, if you would go there and just um, nudge him towards uh, calling us out or calling me out, that would be good. I can take it. I, I can take all the abuse as long as it brings traffic. And <laughs> I don't fucking care. Trying to build the right. the, uh, the numbers up here. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, because uh, I'm annoyed that people... Groups and stuff, too? Sorry. What? What was that? Uh, I'm just saying. I'm, I just get annoyed the fact that bookers use those things as a as a uh, um, a metric to whether or not they want to hire you. And yeah, I know. Yeah. So I hate. I, I yeah. I would love it if, if if some hacker came along and erased all the subscriber data, so nobody knows how many subscribers y'all now got to start over again. Uh, yeah, but for me, it it matters for advertise for business stuff and. Uh, yeah. I, I, if I were, you can't, some people, you know, I don't want to name his name, a guy who is, uh, used to run a newspaper here and he had the, you know, false numbers of subscribers on this stuff. And he was like, uh, he's saying I should do that. And I was like, if I did that, first of all, it's against the law. I'm breaking the law. And I doubt I would ever be prosecuted for that, but they will find out. And once they find out your reputation, reputation is shot. Nobody's going to ever advertise with you again. So. Uh, and you know, I'm not, I'm not for that, but there are people who will definitely do that. I don't know that you can do that. I mean, you can buy bots on social media, but yeah, you, yeah. you can't, you can't manipulate the numbers like you can on a website or a newspaper and say, you know, he had it on his newspaper said like, oh, uh, 10 or a hundred thousand daily subscribe, uh, subscribers or something like that. And it really, in fact, he had 2000 at tops. Right. So. But they will figure that out, and that's why his paper went under under anyway because he was lying to him. So you can't do that. Uh, let's play. Let's play. Uh, since we I brought it up. Um, oh, wait, that's not the thing. That was, that was just the the still. I got to get rid of the still. This Comedians who are funnier than Segura. I bet you Willie's muted. I bet you Willie's muted. Ah, you're a bum. Get out of town. Um, today, I'm going to go with, uh, with a guest who will be with us next week, uh, Adam Snare, who is uh, – Adam is in Florida right now. He's got a show in Georgia this week. He will be with us next week because he's going to be at Governor's. You don't have – don't be breaking shit. We're going to have to take everything away from him. Um, you know, Adam, when I, Adam is when a graduate of Stanford University. The- when I did that as an adolescent, they made me start seeing the counselor. Yeah, saying. we're gonna. First of all, uh, we we don't have enough money to replace all those things you're breaking. Take all that stuff away. From <laughs> you. you broke your keyboard. You broke your your trophy. Stop breaking stuff. It's, and you notice that's when I still, Actually, my, my mic doesn't unmute and mute anymore because I don't have. It's like I have to touch the screen now, and my my screen is slow to respond. I touch the screen, and it goes like. You touched me. Give me a second. And, you, and that's you, what happens. You, you're taking this way too personal, Sonny. It's business. Yes. I'm it's taking it businessly. I'm taking it businessly. I'm only breaking business equipment. I'm not breaking personal equipment. <laughs> it's a line from The Godfather. Anyway, you're taking it way. <laughs> you would know if you saw the best movie that was ever created. But no, you just refuse. You... I saw Silverado. 
Uh, Silverado. Hey, you know what? That is a good movie. Yeah, you said the best. You said the best movie ever created. I saw Silverado. No, no, no. It's on the list. Silverado's on the list. It's below Unforgiven, though. You got Godfather, Godfather Two. Um, uh, Unforgiven. Nightmare Before Christmas. Let me finish. You got Godfather, Godfather (laughs) Two, The Unforgiven, Fort Fairlane, Rock and Roll Detective, and then Silverado. No, Fort 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 Fairlane. Now I feel like now now I feel like um Madeline Kahn. (laughs) Fort Fairlane, Rock and Roll Detective is a cinematic classic, and anybody who doesn't agree with that needs to go watch it three times today. Uh, you, it will grow on you if if you have it. <laughs> It'll grow on you. That sounds like, yeah, that like, like my first marriage. Yeah, that's yeah. like our first marriage. It grew on me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Adam Stan will be with us next week, and um, he is a graduate of Stand Up University, who was who was actually doing oh, very well. And is when are you doing your class? What do, uh, I think it starts next Tuesday night. Yeah, cool. Next, cool. Next Tuesday night. I'm excited uh, for that. You know, having those, you know, that was a really uh, good job. And um, I should get at them about being on Stand Up Memories because uh, we could definitely talk about my, the days where, uh, where I was a house MC at Nitwits. I mean, I have a lot of interactions with a lot of top names back in that time. Well, I was supposed to be on Stand Up Memories about a year ago. Uh, I was supposed to go to the studio. But Zen is the guy who runs the studio, and I had threatened to rip his head off. So uh, <laughs> that didn't. Well, work I've, I've 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 only spoken kind things to Michael. So I well, you will be welcome, and it, it, I don't think you're going to get to Plainview, New York, to go do it. But you would be welcome in the studio. Uh, I mean, I mean, listen, I've, my wife knows New York is in our future eventually. I'm like, like, come on. Like I got way too much to that I want to be doing to not get there. Yeah, you need a smoke, don't you? You need a cigarette. I could tell you rocking. No, I'm freezing, bro. It's oh. like fifty degrees in here. Like fifty, fifty. I'm very cold. Okay. Like I'm worried that like because I can't see like my image very well, so I'm worried that like like little bits of snot are starting to come out. The no, you always, so always, you always have snot. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, people. If you don't have snot, people think there's something wrong with you. They'll be like, "Is he dehydrated?" There's no I did, snot. I didn't think you just took a facial, like somebody just. You came know, along they and did call me you. snotty on the playgrounds growing up in elementary school because I always had that double line of frozen snot, just like oh. the snot mustache. From just running around playing, breathing real hard, you just wow. have this not frozen mustache across your face. You ever have that? Yeah. <laughs> that's not something I'm familiar with. That's not something I'm familiar it's not. with. Oh, it's not. It's no, not. not. It's not. Not. No. <laughs> uh, um. Anything else with that? That's uh, interesting. Oh, you know what? Yesterday in church, uh, the Rev uh, was talking about. Um, it was, it was not something I would necessarily uh, go to for a comedy uh, topic to approach, <laughs> uh, mass shootings. But I think overlooked the one that we knew there was one. What Friday or something? Thursday or Friday? They one in Lewiston, Maine. But there was one. Saturday night into Sunday 
in, in Yobor. Yobor, 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 Yobor City. Yes, Yobor. Yeah, Y-B-O-R. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, and that one wasn't even included. So, um, I did get a couple of phone calls like that was really inappropriate display. And I was like, ah, shut the fuck up. It's comedy. <laughs> but uh, well, a couple of people were tweaked about it. Uh, and it, it still comes back to the thoughts and prayers people don't want to do anything else. I mean, I understand they don't want a weapons ban. And let's just let's agree for just for the sake of argument. OK, we're not going to have a weapons ban. And we're, even that, the insurance idea that the rep was that's not a it's not a crazy idea. It's not a bad idea. No, it's not. It's but not. They, they don't want to have any of that. What do they want? Can I get them to say anything more than thoughts and prayers? And no, it's like they got nothing. That's it. Thoughts and prayers. That's an aftermath thing. That's not dealing with the problem. That's dealing with the hearts and souls that have been broken because of the problem. But it's not doing right. anything to stop the problem. And I got a lot of people angry at me when I said, do you even fucking care? Because if you fucking cared, you'd come up with something, anything. I don't care if we agree with it, agree on it or not, but do you have any fucking plan to stop this shit? Do you? Or yeah, you let's just... have the, let's have the conversation. Let's let's have an intelligent conversation involving solutions and not prayers and not thoughts. Right, right. Well, but this is not a solution based society. You know what I mean? I brought this that is a up in my interview. Society all day. Yeah. Like we don't we don't fix problems. We fix the 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 visual of problems right. you know what i mean we throw, we throw we money we don't care we, what's actually going wrong we just care what it looks like right right i that's um the i remember during the bush two administration uh they were having people were saying well, we want to get rid of hunger so what the bush administration did was in their book they stopped calling it hunger and they referred to it as um nutritionally challenged and then they said they eradicated <laughs> hunger. Right. No, so like, yeah, we, there's no more hunger. Yeah, right. There's no more hunger because they're nutritionally challenged. Or no, the terms may be. I may have the term mixed up, but yeah, that's what. Same thing with like no kid left behind. Well, we don't call them kids anymore. We call them offspring. Now, no, uh, <laughs> Ian saying it's pronounced Ebor. Uh, generally, I I uh, would not take anything uh ian says uh without a grain of salt or at least checking on it but i think he's probably right about that i've never heard of ebor either you guys ever heard of ebor before i was yeah I, I, yeah I was there i was i um performed there comedy wow is yeah. it a big city the part i was in was it was a building and it was big enough for comedy <laughs> i didn't do the grand tour i just drove into the it's I can't believe I never heard of it before. Uh, yeah. if, and it takes a tragedy to let you know that it exists, which is another sad commentary. Uh, but did you see that Trump uh, and Willie, this is funny, Trump uh, was on stage in Iowa and he said uh, he was welcoming everybody to Sioux Falls and somebody, uh, one of his aides went over, you're in Sioux City, Oh, he must Iowa. have been in Sioux City. He was right. in Sioux City, wasn't Sioux City, Iowa. Dude, that yeah. happens all the fucking time. And I'm going to tell you something right now, between those two towns, that's the easiest way to fucking piss those people off. In both, in both towns. If you're in Sioux Falls and you say Sioux City, or if you're in Sioux City and you say Sioux Falls, fucking, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> nearly going to crucify now, your Now, wait ass. a minute. You could be 
in Sioux City and Sioux could fall. That is true. Sioux has fallen in Sioux City. But before. you can't be in Sioux Falls and have Sioux be a city. No. 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 There's no city in after you fall. You can't yeah. you know. The city uh, fell. Yeah. So but you know that well, it's better that, to be a fallen city than a fallen woman though, right? Still. It's still the fallen woman. Uh oh never mind. Yes. So I yeah, just started so, thinking about fallen women and I was like, I better not say anything. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, so you know, it, Trump didn't know where he was. And but and and in the same I don't know if you've seen the speech yesterday, but he's talking about I mean, Biden. they all look the same kinda of, though. That's you know, in the I, Midwest, I all those fucking all those towns, they they look the, you know what I mean? Right. How are they fucking different really? Now you know, both it, both of these fucking parties, both of these fucking parties refuse to acknowledge that both of those fucking guys, Trump and Biden, are just grandpa. Uh, yeah, well, no, it's grandpa who can't fucking be trusted with the remote, and you, right. you know, uh, right. they're both senile. Trump's talking about how Biden can't put two sentences together, and in many cases, that's true. And we've seen Biden have plenty of those. Yeah, but Trump can't put two virtues together. He couldn't so, I mean, put he different? couldn't put two sentences together at all in the speech he was giving yesterday. He was rambling from one thing to another, and it just he sounded far worse than you sound in the morning. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's terrible. That's real bad. I, I I did a bit. I wrote a bit uh, like seven years ago. During Trump's first term, after a few of his speeches, and I did a, I did a bit that people thought some people thought was hilarious about why Trump's speeches are like that. And I was explaining to them that technically he's bilingual, and I had to and this was a bit to learn. I had to learn sign language. And what I was doing is I was I said Trump is actually speaking with two different groups. He's talking with his hands to his white power friends, and I was like literally signing things. But not what I was saying. So I was doing like a Trump speech and signing something else. And there was like two deaf people who or people who signed. I shouldn't say they were deaf. They worked ASL. Right. And right. they thought the bit was hilarious, but they also corrected me. And I explained to them, I said, you know how hard it is for someone who does not do sign language just to learn like one joke in sign right. language, you know? Right. But they thought but it was like. Dude, but, yeah. I never even thought about that being part of what he's doing with all that shit. You know what I mean? No, but I definitely that's do definitely because, reasonable. Well, no, he he got that from Tony Robbins. If you go back to Tony Robbins in the beginning of the '80s, where he was talking about uh, unlimited power and all that stuff, he was definitely talking about uh, hand gestures that uh, will will hypnotize people while you're giving a speech. So all this fucking accordion shit that he does is straight out of the Tony Robbins playbook, and and you know he does a lot of this kind of yeah. And that's just that, that's a hypnotic move. I mean, it, it, as much as I say the hypnosis isn't a real thing, it is kind of you're paying attention to that now, and you're not yeah. you're not listening to the actual words he's saying or trying to rationalize it. You're just accepting it. Let me watch over your face and and your brain and all this stuff. Right. And subconsciously, you're absorbing it like fucking sponge. Yeah, there's definitely ways to manipulate thought patterns like that. For sure. Yeah. And that's I mean, a, and I've seen, I mean, we've, you know, if you, uh, I think even on America's Got Talent or something like that, you know, those guys that can get, they can get them to, to, you know, like there was a guy who did something about the star or whatever, like each, 
each judge did something different or whatever. Yeah. And but it was this, you know, when he tur he turned each of the letters on the stage just one little quarter turn and it was exactly what the judges you know what i mean like yeah. and that that all happens through what they're like you know they know what to suggest they know how to lead you exactly where they want you to go but it seems like you're arriving to these things yourself but you're not you're totally not they directed you there with all that stuff right uh yeah and, you know but all, all have you ever seen don jr try it he he's not he's not as good as his father at it don 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 jr, no, don jr does this all the time right like oh that's dt's that's dt's <laughs> <laughs> that's, like i need another bubble coke man anybody got coke in here anybody holy fuck I mean, um <laughs> Speaking of the the Trumps, I don't know if you know this. Uh, Ivanka Trump did turn; uh, she turns forty two today. That's right. Wow. Oh, she shares a birthday with my my wife. That's that's yeah. Horrible. You and your Disturbing. yeah, your wife and Ivanka Trump have the same birthday. She'll be she'll be tickled to death to know that. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, th this is something I, I've never told anybody. It's not like I'm I'm not coming out. Don't get me wrong. Uh, my wife has a Facebook profile, but she doesn't want she doesn't want people to know she's married to me. <laughs> <laughs> she says she's doing it for my protection because she gets she's a very religious person, and she gets right. into a lot of uh, internet wars with people over her faith and stuff and and all that kind of stuff and she doesn't put her last name on our profile you know but so when i'm doing a happy birthday to her on on because it's a, obligatory now you have to leave for everybody uh you have to leave a um you know a birthday greeting on their birthday and i i try to make it seem like i'm just a nobody on there but it just feels very weird like if i were doing that she'd be sure i was cheating uh, but she, <laughs> uh, I just see on on Twitter right now Elizabeth is, tra is trending, which is I'm gonna screenshot. You say trending? Stuff. Trending. It says trending Elizabeth, but it can't be about her. Can't be. Even though well, G, also, it, GD it, it, put out a prayer for her yesterday. The, no, the Reverend did because uh, oh, GD right. doesn't. Yeah, GD doesn't pray. I'm GD sorry, prays, I yeah. fucking broke that your little fifth ninth. 13th wall, whatever wall you have going on there. It's oh, you think if, if you think that's uh, what do you see when GD Fenderson, what do you see when I interview the Reverend for Dunway Tash Funny? Oh. Oh, wait. Wow. <laughs> that have to be difficult. It's all Asian shit. If I go into why Elizabeth is trending, it's all Asian stuff written in that language that you know those symbols that white americans can't read at all uh i don't know what the fuck it, it's all asians you know i don't know if it's japanese chinese whatever symbols whatever those well, is it kirby or is it straight lines if it's straight lines then it's more than likely it, it looks it's probably like, it looks like a chinese menu or it could be anything uh chinese if it's, if it's kirby it looks <laughs> like middle eastern Maybe, uh, no, it, it's definitely uh, Asian. It, you know, some of it looks like the, uh, anime, so that's Japanese, right? The anime. Okay. Story. Yeah. I don't know at all. You uh, guys, um, uh, I only have one news story. Do you want to do news at all? Yeah, let's do news. Hold on, though. No, you can't do news without without the. Uh, I know. I know. 
All right. All news is breaking. Breaking news, breaking balls, and breaking hearts. It's One Nut Willie. All right, it's over. You can talk. You can start. There's got to be a delay. I don't no. get it. I don't even because I don't even see the thing. It's not even played for me yet. It'll play probably in about twenty seconds. Oh, the, well, it'll like it's so weird. Well, um, we are working but, on getting right. you uh, a a professional setup out there. So maybe right. that'll, yeah. That'll... All right. So here's the news. People around the globe are mourning their close friend Chandler Bing as actor Matthew Perry has passed away. Perry, who was 54, drowned, which is surprising because I thought if anyone would have went out like the Lizard King, it would have been Ross. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh... Um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, Matthew Perry, back in the day of MySpace, could somebody put on Matthew friend uh, Matthew Perry just unfriended us all on Facebook yesterday when he oh, the day <laughs> he actually did that on MySpace. He, he I don't know what the hell he must have been drunk and uh, or you know as high as a fucking kite. He went and added everybody as a friend and, and <laughs> everybody on MySpace. He added everybody on MySpace as a friend and then sobered up and started deleting everybody one by one until he got wow. to all 70,000 or whatever, how many friends he had. But wow. So that was an actual thing. Somebody was was saying that it was in bad taste and too soon and all that. Ah, like, come on. Can't, well, can't, he can't use that joke two years from now. Nobody would fucking, it, it wouldn't mean nothing. Right. You, couldn't, you couldn't even use it next right. week. So, yeah. yeah. I feel bad for the guy, but listen. Oh, he, had, totally. he had a good life, right? He had a good run. Yeah, but it's definitely, I mean, I'm, I'm sure everyone feels like it was cut short. You know, the, the image that really got me is there There was an image captured of, uh, I believe, his stepfather, like, walking under the police tape near the scene. And just, I mean, his face is just disbelief. Like, like how did this even fucking happen? You know what I mean? And um, Well, that, it um, is kind of strange, like, because uh, according to... Uh, he was cleaned up. He was an ex uh, recovering yes. addict. Yes. And they said no drugs were found in the scene. I don't know if they did a test. Right. There's no drugs or foul play uh, suspected. And, and there was no mustache found on his face. If there was a mustache on his face, he'd have had a flotation device and he would not have drowned because that's what saved Matt when he got knocked into his hot tub by his buck. That's, uh, that's a long way to go for people who don't even know that fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> Google it. Google it. They can Google it. <laughs> episode episode four seventy eight. No, right. no, I'm just no. Uh, I'm just, just that, um, that. <laughs> do do you want to do on this day at all? Sure, let's do on this day. Well, let's stay on Matthew Perry for just one second now. Oh let's, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Let's get on Matthew. No, I don't want to get. Oh my god! But you know, you and your necrophilia. I swear to God. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> um. No drugs found at the scene doesn't mean it, it, that you know that could have meant he did all the drugs. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure they'll do an autopsy because of his age and everything. Um, yeah. I would no booze left Maybe in the not. bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, you know, you're only and I don't know, you know, I don't know how long he was soaking in the hot tub for, 
But, you know, there's a reason you're only supposed to be in a hot tub, you know, for so long uh, because it will it, it will weaken you. And no like, like, yeah. And like, like and I've, I've done it to myself. I've definitely like stayed in there, maybe, you know, maybe a little over 20 minutes or so. And then like got out to go walk over to the pool and just been like, whoa, fuck. Like, I'm not even so, functioning properly. Uh, you know, so I mean, if he yeah. if he was relaxing too long, he might have just passed the fuck out and drowned. You know what I mean? Like, uh, spring to early springtime, nineteen eighty seven. I uh, was playing with a band called the Mountain Magic Band. They were out of Clifton Forge, Virginia, which is on the West Virginia border, and we were playing at some place in West Virginia. I think Covington, West Virginia. And uh, after the gig, uh, people were having an after party for the band. And I got in a hot tub, and they handed me some moonshine whiskey. I was drinking the moonshine in the hot tub, and there was this fat, ugly girl in the hot tub with me. And it didn't take 20 seconds before I was telling her she was fucking beautiful. I, was, I mean, the hot tub and the whiskey combined had me, like, completely inebriated to the fact that I was telling this really fat, unattractive woman how beautiful she was. And then I was like, hey, you guys fucking with my wallet? Who's got my wallet? I mean, it increases the drunk state really quick, the hot water, and they had it. Sure. So, sure. And- did you did you ever stop to think how much that woman had to drink to get in the hot tub with you? Uh... <laughs> At the time, first of all, <laughs> let me just say, it, we're talking about the 80s. I was a fucking smoking hottie Adonis in the 80s. I, I was. I was a fucking, I was a gorgeous uh, male specimen. specimen. I, I was the kind of guy who people who weren't gay would would become gay for because he was just that good looking. That's how, oh, my I, God. Yeah, okay. but, but, yeah, but she may, but she may go. She may have looked at you and went. Uh, he's too. Uh, he's too cute for me. I like him looking more like a. I like a rhinoceros. I like uh, a man who's got skin like a rhinoceros. Uh, no, absolutely not. She was the. Uh, uh, she was the town whore. That's why she was there. <laughs> I think it was her hot tub. To be honest. Oh, oh, it was her. Of course it was. Of course it was. Because that's what you draw. That's how you draw them in. Yeah, but I yeah. guess the point I was trying to make is how have the hot tub increases your your drunkenness like in, exponentially really quick. Yeah. So that could happen. Just one, one drink. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it changes your metabolism in some way. Like like uh, when you're it when sucks you're in all the water, water out. Water. It sucks all the water out of your body, and therefore you have less water. You have more concentration of drugs and alcohol in your body because all the pure water has been sucked out through osmosis. Okay, uh, yeah, sure. I could, I could, uh, I don't know when I, I, t- I tuned out when he said sucks all. Uh, <laughs> only this is me only talking now, Willie. He only tuned I, out because he heard you talk about sucking his dick got hard and his brain lost blood. <laughs> yeah, but, when I look, see, I'm the one between we and Willie. If I say it sucks all, it really could be a non sexual thing with Willie. It is. It's uh, not, you, with me, you can wait and see. With Willie, you can just assume. As soon as you go, so it's like, oh, it's sexual. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, God damn it, that's so fucking fair. Did I tell you about the podcast we tried to do while I was in South yes, Dakota? Yes, yes, you did. Yeah. God. Why do you have something more to add to that? No, no. But I was just, I thought, I can't remember, like, uh, if I told you, but at one point, Preston, Preston was one of the guys that 
was doing. Yeah, he was talking about you. Not everything's about your dick. Not every show. Yeah, he was. He was like. He was like. I refuse to let this podcast to be an advertisement for your dick. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I was like, I swear to God, I'm not trying to let it be. He's like, I have to say, like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. We're not done talking. No, about No, go your ahead, dick. please. Uh, your your thoughts are. Don't worry, don't talk about it. I, I have to say, Governors is the best comedy club uh, ever, the best comedy club in the, on the planet. Governors, I, I, it's it's just fabulous. I love Governors. You know, I love Governors, and we're on the Governors uh, podcast yes. network. Uh, Jimmy Dore, speaking of podcasting, is to, is there this weekend? It's called a special event. Now, are you guys fa- fans of Jimmy Dore? I'm not. A- That's Dumbledore's brother. Yeah, Dumbledore. yeah. <laughs> um, now, Jimmy Jimmy Dore's got a. a popular podcast jimmy door used to be known as uh, a far left wing guy now he's a far right wing guy uh and he's lost he's just changed uh his audience he basically exchanged his audience from far left cult to far right cult and and so there you know people who used to love him now hate him people who used to hate him now love him he's at Governor's November second. They're calling it a special event. The reason I'm bringing him up, and because uh, he left a post on Twitter this morning about how he quit smoking weed two weeks ago, but he's uh, he's exhausted and depressed, and he's wondering if this is a uh, factor of quitting weed or if there's something really wrong with him. And I'm inclined to say there's something really wrong with him. There's something yeah. really wrong with him for the last two years since he COVID is what, what broke him. It's just like it broke. Listen, I, I wasn't a fan when he was an extreme leftist. I'm not a fan when he's an extreme rightist, but COVID seems to have broke a lot. of. But there's something wrong with him. I quit weed. And it did not make me tired. It did not make me fatigued. It did not. All the things he's describing as like a depression thing. Uh, when I quit weed, I generally, I get anxious, I, you know, for a long period of time, but I'm tired and depressed and all that stuff is not part of the, the um, pulling away from smoking weed deal. It all. sounds like he was unknowingly self-medicating a, a previously hidden condition. Now that he's quit the weed, he's found the condition that he was self-medicating. Oh, good one, I mean, Doctor Rev. That, yeah, no, oh, that's, no that's, 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 that's not. A, that's a, you know, you look like him sometimes. You know, yeah, that's a solid. It's the lighting. It's the lighting. Watch, watch this. Let me show you. Let me show you something. Okay, with the light, it's me, right? Without right. the light, watch this. This is I. I have, we have done this so many times. Watch with the light, me. Without the light, hey everybody here. Hi. Oh. With the light, oh. yeah. Hey, hi. It's kind of like doctor. it's like Clark Kent and his glasses. Yeah, yeah, it's the lighting. Yeah, uh, I found the <laughs> Ben Ben Bailey will be there November 11th at Cubs main room. By the way, Ben Bailey. Oh, I, that's right. He just did Sioux Falls. Oh, really? Well, I, I've invited did, him. Yeah, to be he on did the, the Orpheum Theater. I, I've the invited Falls him to be on the program. I've met him once before. He probably doesn't remember, but I just invited him to be on the program. This is the thing. I'm going hard now at. Uh, comedians that I want to be want to be on the program. I'm still putting out the advertisements, and we'll take all the people who are open mic to like five, six years. We'll take all them as guests. Sure, we'll, we'll love to talk to them. But I want to really go hard, a hardcore press uh, on the people that I want, and he's one of one of the people I really want to cash cab. Yeah. If you know, if you're not familiar with uh, 
with Ben Love Elliott. it. Love Cash Cab. Oh, okay. I, I'm familiar with Cash Cab, kind yeah. of. Yeah. I've, I've, He's a I've very seen, good comic as well. I've seen advertisements for it. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't surprising because he's very funny on the show. You know, right. he's, he's very quick. He's very witty. I like Ben Bailey a lot. He used to do a show oh, wow, many years ago now on... Uh, it was like supposedly a, it was on A&E. It was like one of these super genius guys who answers questions about everything. Like, and they'd pick a topic and have audience questions come in. I forget what the name, what that show was, but like, so he was You mean Freaks and Geeks or whatever? No, no. Or Beat I, the Geeks? No. I, I don't, I'm not going to get it. Uh, it's too far in the, in the past for me to remember it right now. But, um. It was like a fictitious genius that was uh, he was supposedly answering the questions for, but the guy was like a uh, a hermit or something, so wouldn't answer the questions for himself. So questions would come in for this fictitious genius guy, and he would do all the answering for it. I think they fucked up the website on on Gus because when I hit Bohemia, I get a calendar, like a calendar like my calendar, which I shouldn't get. I should just get a straight. I don't see any. Uh, Jason Salmon at McGuire's this weekend. That's all I wanted to mention. So Jason Salmon at McGuire's and who's in uh, brokerage? One more uh, schedule. Ba, 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 Bo, Belmore. Uh, All-Star Comedy Sunday Funnies Night. See, All-Star Comedy is just like a showcase of I, pot luck, I guess. I don't like that. The, that's the toughest <laughs> toughest thing for, for a comedian is when people aren't coming to see you they're coming to see comedy in general and they have no idea who you are and what you do that's a, that's yeah, a i don't mind thing. that i love that really yeah no, i don't mind okay, it either yeah like i i i have no problem going into like because i would prefer because like when i went to dallas nobody knew me there i didn't know those crowd those crowds didn't know me at all and so, and that's why winning the crowd vote each, when I did that competition there, winning the crowd vote at each level of that competition meant so much more to me in Dallas because I don't have fucking fans there. And so for me to win the fucking crowd vote that night, that means I was definitely the funniest motherfucker because right. that means that people, you know, voted and cheered for me when, when it was their buddy that brought them. Not you know to rain, I mean? not to rain on your parade, parade too much. <laughs> I did in night in two thousand one. Uh, we did a benefit at uh, Fort Dix in New Jersey. Talent, um, uh, the agent I, I was working with at the time called me up and said, "Can you come and do a a, a benefit?" And the band wouldn't do it, so I grabbed the bass player and me. And uh, we were going to do this benefit at Fort Dix. And we sat through probably 15 of the worst acts. And if you've ever played on a military base and the, the acts before you are bombing, you know, they, they don't hide it. You suck. And they throw shit at you. Oh, yeah. And booing yeah. people off the stage. And so now it's time for us to go up. And we're using a sub drummer we never met before. Just grabbed a drummer from another band. And we went up and they treated us like we were the Beatles landing at Chase Stadium. Like we were fucking. Uh, and they, it was just a factor of people sucked so fucking bad yeah. that yeah. anything you resembling were the decent entertainment yeah, was going to be amazing. Yeah. And, and, and 
the uh, agent came to me. Said, oh, thank you so much. You saved the show. You guys were great. I said, no, we sucked. He said, we don't uh, suck as bad as everybody <laughs> else on your fucking line. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, uh, I did two. I did, well, I've done a few contests, and I really didn't do them anymore. But there was one that I thought mattered. Two, actually, that actually I thought mattered to me because they were both, the prize was something I wanted. One of them was the hosting gig. And another one was like a, a, a show in Mexico. So both the prizes I won, so I really wanted to win those particular contests. Both those contests, after my performance, the other comedians were going around to the tables telling the people not to vote for me. So <laughs> that's how I knew I was the funniest motherfucker. Yeah. Because yeah. my wife was going, are you, are you hearing that? I said, yeah, I did. I thought those, but yeah, they're like going to their friends saying, don't vote for G.D. Fenderson. You know, yeah. don't vote for G.D. Fenderson. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Not to yeah. rain on your When pain. they're lobbying against you and you still win, you know? Not, yeah, no, I get not, that. I not totally to rain that. on your parade too much. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> fucking this guy. But remember, if you remember just, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour ago, I was talking about how I want podcast cringe to come and do a terrible review. That can work negatively in the opposite way. And that's why I, so if I think if somebody was coming around to me saying, don't vote for G.D. Fenderson, I would put G.D. Fenderson down. That's kind of. Yeah, but they were their friends. They were saying to their friends, like they got their nine friends. My friend told me, yeah. don't. Yeah. My friend yeah, told see, me, don't do something. I'm going to do now, it. My table, <laughs> literally, my table, there was a woman on the show, and actually she did the same, this is the second week, she did the exact same set the second week that she did the first week in the competition, but in the second week, she wore tighter clothes and more revealing breastlessness. Breastlessness. Okay. Huh? Yeah, breastlessness. She did better, didn't she? No, she, she was not, she was on, my wife said, and my, my cousin, my wife, my wife goes, is it my imagination or is she hotter? I said, it's, she's the same person. She's got more right, breastlessness, right. and she lowered right, her skirt so that her yeah. skirt is closer to the waterline. So, and I said, even, and, and my wife goes, can I vote for her? And, and my whole table says, can we vote for her? I said, vote for whoever you want to. I said, yeah. I'm not afraid of the competition. Vote for yes. who you think is funny. And they yes. didn't vote for me either. No, I'm just teasing. Right. <laughs> no, no, you know what? No, no, no. I would I would tell my people, like my people that come to me if I was in a competition, I want my people to vote for who the fuck they think the funniest is. Don't vote for me because I'm your fucking friend. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, right. They got you to know? pick three people. So it's like they picked me, they picked her, and then they knew who else right. they were gonna vote for. But the other tables, you know, they were people like there, there were there was an active campaign to keep me off of the next week. So, right. right. Well, I, 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 you know, I hate to break your heart here, but my my parents told me not to try the marijuana, but I did. Uh, I did. I tried the marijuana. Did. Of course you did. So my point is that yeah, I'm. Who do you respect more than your parents? And they told me not to do something. If my friends tell me don't <laughs> vote for something, I'm gonna vote for something. Uh, so, you know, and, I think you might have uh, what's called op oppositional defiance contrarian. disorder. I'm, I'm maybe, a contra maybe, maybe look that up. It's called be, be, being a contrarian. I'm just a contrarian. <laughs> and you can't, you can't say con contrarian without... Oh, that's all. You know, so, okay, this is the thing, because I had like a, a long-ass thread on Facebook of me and many other people discussing uh, whether or not you can say this gypsy, okay? But like, okay, 
explain this to me. I, I am, um, because to me, if I identify with the culture of that in such a way that I adopt it unto myself, isn't that a good fucking thing that I'm accepting of a culture that's not mine? You know what I mean? Like, like, see, this is like this is what I don't understand about the dynamics of this. Listen, is, is it like no, no? If you can't, if you came to the Italian American Association, and there is such a thing on Long Island, and you start talking like a guinea. You're gonna get fucking a gun shoved up. But there. okay, no, I'm not saying being disrespectful and like you know. No, even, even if you're just trying to be one of us, and it just it, we can tell that you're not one of us. And I'm not saying we, because I, I would have the same fucking problem. But if you walked into a, a group of Italian American Civic Association type thing, and which is generally trying to blend in. Uh, and they realize, hey, wait a minute, you don't look at what's your last name, Conway? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna stick a gun <laughs> up here. We're gonna blow the other testicle off and then blow some of your anus out, and uh, we're gonna shoot you up, dude. You can't. No. Um, if you're, I I hear what you're saying, but in some cultures they don't like even acknowledging that you are you you find something uh admirable about their culture and want and want to adopt it appropriate it i think is the word uh yeah. no, you're not gonna you're not gonna get away with that everywhere maybe some places not everywhere but my friend frank who is an italian american was playing with the gypsy felons on on friday night i wonder if they get the same kind of flat right. that you got the, the band right the yeah See, like, like because like and I mean, listen, dude, like I've been, you know, uh, I'm an entertainer. I travel around. Uh, I'm married to someone that practices magic. I mean, these are all very gypsy fucking things, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't understand how you can be upset about somebody that just identifies with your culture. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know what I mean? It, it make to me, that scene, it, it seems much more hateful, in my opinion, to be mad at somebody that wants to embrace another culture. You know what I mean? Remember what Henry Hill said, and Henry Hill should know, and I believe me, I, I identify with Henry Hill because uh, I'm not a full-blooded guinea. Uh, if they got, you got to be Italian all, all the way so I can trace all your roots all the way back to the old country. And if you're not, right. I, I, this is all, all I know. Is, is, Look, hmm. I can trace my roots all the way back to my scalp, and I think that I can, I can, I can pass. And they're white. They're white. Those yes, roots yes, are white. Yes. I don't know yeah. if you know that, that. That's what I, I was, was what I was going to say next. Even though I, my skin, I'm 54 percent Nigerian. When I follow my roots back, they going white. <laughs> Wait, you're Nigerian? You. You're one of these fucking guys that writes me emails telling me that I just inherited 25 million dollars. Well, actually, I'm not one of the ones that write you. I'm I'm one of the ones. I, how should I put it? Um, I I don't write. I ask because okay. I'm only I'm not a complete Nigerian. I'm only fifty four percent. Right. So I don't write. I just ask because uh, I'm twenty seven percent white. Oh, gotcha. you know. Uh, if I may, I'd like to take a second to just to just kind of clarify something. You just I. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and you didn't um, clarify anything. No. <laughs> All right. We'll, get, uh, we'll give you 100 seconds. Go. 
right. So uh, I just want to say that um, I appreciate people's patience with me. And I definitely appreciate discussions about these issues uh, because as somebody who grew up uh, pretty much just around white people in the middle of the fucking country, like, like a lot of this shit is honestly very fucking confusing to me. Like, I don't understand why people feel the way they feel about these things because like, like, you know, even though my, like my dad was definitely, you know, what I, what I consider a closet racist, like he wasn't out and out racist, but he certainly had racist uh, thoughts and, and ideas that he didn't really, you know, he wasn't boisterous about, but if he was like backed into a corner and you asked him about his opinion, he'd say some fucked up shit that I would never fucking agree with. You know what I mean? And so like, I wasn't, like I wasn't raised like that, you know. I wasn't I wasn't raised in in like outwardly racist thinking, you know. Um, and like Dave Chappelle, um, I was watching one of his really old bits where he was talking about how uh, somebody had thrown a snowball at him and and called him the N word, and um and all these white people like came out of the woods. You know, I, I was I came from a community that would have been like that if they saw people being racist, people would have said something. Like, like, that's not okay. You don't treat people that way. You know what I mean? So, like, I have a, such a hard time, like, wrapping my head around all these fucking issues sometimes because, because I don't get what the fucking big deal is. Why is everyone so fucking judgmental? It makes no goddamn sense to me. Hmm. Well, uh... And that I was have... probably way over my 100 seconds. Well you're, well, you're way over 100 seconds. Um... You, uh, my father, my father was not a racist, but he did say something. He ne I never heard him say the N word ever in his life, but he did say Molignan, which kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that, that, is, that is the that is the N word in Italian. It is, and uh, he would say stuff like in football, like if a black guy fumbled the ball, he'd say stuff like if it were a watermelon, he wouldn't have dropped it, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> he he would say stuff like that, but right. he he was a a baseball coach and he was the only baseball coach in the town that I grew up in that had black players on his team. There were two brothers, Rudy and Phil Crawford. Rudy was a, as fast as, as anything. And, and, and Phil was uh, very, it was even faster and uh, center field, but Phil couldn't hit for shit. Uh, my father took him under his wing and he was Phil, Phil Crawford was like my father's pet project. And there was a game, a game happened, and this is, I'm nine years old, and this is the, the message that I got, uh, a couple of stories that are intertwined here. Uh, final game of the season, and only nine players show up on my father's team, which means he just has enough to field. So Phil Crawford, who can't hit, has got to be in the lineup. And Rudy is uh, a guy who hits, and he's their speed demon. Uh, they're playing the game. This guy, uh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, Marino is his last name. He was pitching a perfect game. Fucking unbelievable. They were pitching a perfect game. They got nine players. Rudy Crawford comes up top of the ninth, or top of the sixth, because they only played six innings. And he hits a, a, what, a single, and he's going to try and uh, stretch it into a double. And he slides into second, but because the fields were just, like, terrible in those days, not taken care of, he breaks his fucking arm. Sliding into Ooh. second, the manager Ooh. of the other team goes, "Hey, the fucking end broke his arm. Broke his arm. You got to forfeit." 
And my father went, what do you call him? He grabbed the bat, and he got the coach up against the, the fence there, and he's choking him with the bat. And the guy's own team, all these white kids, are, are going, yeah, Mr. Napo, kill a fucker. And, uh, but he's celebrating that this guy, uh, Phil, uh, Rudy Crawford, just broke his arm, black kid, and calling, calling the N-word up and down. And my father was beating the hell out of him. And that was an important message to me. All-Star game comes, and Phil Crawford, Hits the longest fucking home run that anybody. This guy wow. couldn't fucking hit ever. And my father's out there celebrating. And they, they, uh, well, the old coach on the other team said, "Why, why you care so much about this?" And my father again went off on him, and he almost got arrested for it. They called the cops, and they, they, everybody in the town. This is the All Star game. Everybody in the town is there watching my father like beat the fuck out of this guy for calling. It. And so that. That registered with me, and then about a week later, uh, my brother was having a pool party, and uh, this guy, Jimmy Merrick, showed up. Jimmy Merrick was the black catcher on the team, and he shows up with a bunch of his black friends at my house in a very Italian neighborhood. Those people aren't allowed down here. And uh, they started walking, and, and the neighbors are giving my father shit, and he's like, my father went to war with a bunch of like hardcore ginzos saying these are my son's friends don't you dare fucking insult them so I, what i took away from that is even though my father said some things that were like really you know it would make you think he's a racist there was not a hate in his heart and he set an example of you know what you stand up for people who who you care about and you don't let right. you don't you don't let other people treat them like shit and that was the beginning of that chant that they still do to this day. Muyan won one. Muyan won one. I've never heard that one. I've never heard that one. When uh, one of my first jobs when uh, living in Sioux Falls years ago, like back in like 2001, I was working at this uh, car wash, and uh, um, there was this black dude that worked there named Juan. And uh, and I loved I loved hanging out with him, dude. But like the weird thing about hanging out with Juan is uh, we went we went over to his place, and he lived with his his parents, and his grandma also lived in the house and stuff like that, you know. And uh, and you could smoke weed in his bedroom, but you had to go out to the garage to smoke a cigarette, right? And so we had smoked a little bit of weed in the bedroom. We go out to the garage to have a cigarette. And all of a sudden, now uh, it's an attached garage, and there's there's like a regular door, but also the screen door, and um, we had shut both doors because we don't want smoke to get back into the house. But all of a sudden, the regular door opens, and there's Juan's grandma, who's probably about three hundred and thirty pounds, completely fucking naked, and she goes, "Juan, you have a phone call." And Juan's just like, Grandma, I got friends over. And I was like, why the fuck does you having friends over make a difference on whether or not your fucking grandma is walking around fucking naked in the house, yo? Like, that's that's not some normal-ass shit. Come to find out, it is some normal-ass shit in a lot of black households. Did they just fucking run around naked with each other? Which was a weird thing for me not to find out. Black household I've ever been in. I've never seen... That's, I've, Never seen that, and I've got a lot of black. He said it. Okay, so did he lie to me? Did he, 
did he say that it was a race maybe, thing? And maybe just, in a different part of the country, weirdos? but not here on Long Island. No, I've never seen, uh, and I've been in uh, at least a thousand black houses. I've See, never. This is part of why I'm so confused. You know? <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen that. Like that because people will fucking tell you bullshit, and you you know if you don't it know, could, you don't it could be true know, in Iowa. Leave. Listen, it could be true in Iowa. I'm very God. disappointed to find out that you tried the marijuana. Oh, it's very, very disappointing. Me? Yes, I'm very Listen, disappointed that you tried. You know why I tried marijuana in the first place? This is no bullshit, you know. And and uh, but and this, so I had a number of friends, a number of friends that smoked weed. Pretty much all of them. All my friends smoked weed, and you know I hung out with them. So the number is all I was around them, and I would and I would smell like it. You know what I mean? And do my mom when I was 13. I remember my mom just fucking. And and I was stressed. I don't, I don't remember what was really going on at that time or whatever, but I remember that I was really, really stressed out about shit. Stuff was really bothering me. And I come home one day and my mom is just on my fucking case telling me that, oh, I know you're getting high. And, blah, 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 blah. and I was, just, you know what, Ma? You know what? I have never gotten fucking high before. But if you want to keep fucking telling me I am, I'm going to go get fucking high. And I fucking left the house. I went right over to my fucking friend's house, and I was like, "Let's get fucking high." And, and you know, like, dude, I was I was so fucking tired of being told that I was doing it that I just went and fucking did it. Like wow. now, now you can be right. Now you can be right. You know. You uh, know why yeah, I, 13, I, I I tried 15. the marijuana? You want to know why I tried the marijuana? Huh. Because because uh, the LSD just wasn't wearing off. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the truth. I mean, I was I was I would on one of these trips like it was never fucking ending. Oh god, those uh, are the worst. Those uh, are the worst, though. Yeah, that's the worst thing about LSD is it lasts way fucking too long. Yeah, well, and I mean, you know, maybe if you don't take ten hits at a time, it helps. You know, like fucking. Well, in those days, uh, it was blotter acid, and you would like take a quarter. And you take a quarter and uh, it take a while to hit you before you. So you take another one and then it's still. And then by the time it all starts hitting you, it's like uh, they all hit you together and like, oh, I should. That's what happened to me with that Dramamine. I, so I got really fucking high on Dramamine one time. Um, and because I took a whole tube, like 12 fucking pills. And, and, and like 45 minutes later, and I was drinking, like I was drinking a six pack of beer, I remember. And like 45 minutes later, I didn't really feel anything yet, and I knew I was supposed to be like having some sort of hallucinations or whatever. So I took a whole nother fucking two, 12 more fucking pills. So I took 24 fucking dramamine, two full fucking tubes. And fuck, bro, I didn't have a regular thought for three fucking days. Like, and my friend that was like watching over me was so fucking sick and tired of me by the end of it that, like, I'm surprised that dude even still talks to me. You know what I mean? Like for real. <laughs> like I was, I was so fucking difficult to deal with. But uh, he also decided to take me out into public places, which, like, you know, you did that to yourself, bro. You took somebody that you knew was fucking tripping balls out to go eat at the country kitchen and to the mall. Like those weren't good ideas, bro. We no. went to we went to midnight mass and, and oh my god what tripping you went to church yeah. tripping a Christmas Hell no. Christmas Hell midnight no. mass ain't, yeah. ain't Christmas no way I'm having the crucifix starting to fucking talk to me oh you no know we, what I mean we Jesus got caught just gets we got down caught from the cross and starts having a yeah. conversation and shit fuck no. It, Fuck yeah, we were, we were in the balcony, uh, you know, uh, talking loudly, and there were microphones in the balcony. <laughs> we were, 
we, we got the whole the entire church uh alerted to the fact that we were on lsd 10 11 that's, years old uh not oh no oh no i'm tripping my balls off and then the, the nun came up uh, and she was like Boy! And we were like laughing at the nun and then she finally told us there's a microphone in front of you and we looked and the entire uh, church is like turned around looking up at us why is there a fucking microphone up there if they have mic because when people sing oh the choir probably yeah probably yeah. choir that's where the yeah. choir probably was right right uh, ah. so, so everybody the entire town looking at us and then we walked out in single file like oh i think we should leave Oh, um, and then we're gonna take a quick break. I'll be right back. No, we're gonna we're gonna end. Don't you know, we're oh. gonna, we? I'll let you go. We can just wrap it up because okay. one forty-five. Right. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Um, Good seeing yeah. you, GD. Good seeing go, you, Matt. Go take a break. Love you guys. See you tomorrow. All right. See you later. Bye. Go pee. Yeah. Uh, got any parting words that you want to say before we go? Any parting thoughts? Uh, uh, I just feel missed out that I didn't get to talk about my black friends. Everybody else got to talk about their black Wait, friends. Wait, you have black no, friends? I'm just you know, I'm just <laughs> I don't think you have any black friends. You have all white friends, right? I know. Oh. I do have black friends, yeah. yeah. One. Two. Uncle, Two. Uncle Walt. Uncle Walt. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Walt's not a real person. Uh, <laughs> he's a real person he's a real person playing uh, uh, listen there's nothing wrong with that we're all playing I'm, I'm, my dog isn't a real person uh, <laughs> Uncle Walt is a real person he's a real human being he's a good guy not like, well not like the reverend the reverend's a real person you know but right but the... <laughs> yeah I'm gonna have to reach out to Walt you know what uh, uh, bunch of people we gotta kind of recycle and have them back on again who haven't been on in a while and just touch base and see where they're at uh i don't know i haven't been keeping uh tracks on now it was him no that was the govs thing saying we got to get off govs which i'm going to do right now govs is actually the best comedy club uh three comedy clubs in the world it's uh levittown main uh room uh the Bel- uh, brokerage in Belmore and Maguire's in Bohemia. Best comedy clubs ever. Uh, buy gloves. Have a great day. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Anyway. Um, What's the other half of the gift that you didn't get? That you didn't that didn't arrive? Or I mean, was it like did you order like a bunch of? No, stuff it's not. It's only- not like they both go together. The the uh, it's a, a separate gift. It's a, a long one of these long uh, body length sweater type deals. That, that's all. It's, but yeah, I, it was supposed to come. They were supposed to come together, not as separate packages. But uh, so the one arrived yesterday, and then the other one says by November 27th. So it could happen any day in between now and November 27th. But I, you know, could, could be a good Thanksgiving gift. <laughs> so we, who, give, who gives gifts on Thanksgiving? Does Apparently, you might. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you might give one. Listen, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a good husband. We know this. Uh, for our <laughs> anniversary, she got me a card. A car, and I got her a card. So, uh, I'm, I'm not a good man. I'm not a good. I'm a terrible husband, terrible man, terrible father figure. I'm a terrible. I just, I deserve to go to hell. And uh, the mornings like this should be my hell. You were and, just being a man and giving her the D. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's all. Hey, Willie, we're you still did. here. We haven't said goodbye yet, but we're gonna say goodbye. I said goodbye to Govs. So now, no, I, I, I heard. 
so uh, <laughs> you were talking about. So I don't know if you realize that you know tomorrow's my anniversary, correct? Because oh, no, not only is it Halloween, oh, yeah, you got but married it's also on. yeah, Danica and I got married on Halloween, and you were talking about being a bad husband or whatever, yeah. and it made me think about. So when we got married, uh, I, I told you that I bought the two plots of land over in Scotland so that I could actually like make her an actual lady uh, when we got married. And so, and when we got married, so we got married on Halloween, which is a very important day for my wife because she's Wiccan, you know? And um, so we got married on the cliffside on Halloween at sunset. And I made her an actual lady that day. Like that was my present to her to, to make her a lady. Right. And a lot of people have said to me like, man, you know, like you went, you went so far out on, on your wedding that like you ruined every, like, how are you going to top? You're going to have to keep topping that kind of shit every anniversary. And I was like, no, 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 you got, you got the wrong perspective, bro. I don't have to continue to top that. Now, every anniversary, like, you know, what, whatever she, like, what is she going to get me that is going to be like in that, in that same vein? Oh, did you, did you marry me on a, you know, like, like, but I married you on a cliffside on your favorite day of the year at sunset and made you a real lady. Have you done that yet? Oh, okay. All right. Well then, then I'm probably okay then as far as my gifts go, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, All right. I just want to comment on this. Kelly says, uh, What'd she say? It took Matt this long to set an alarm. No, that's not true. <laughs> I set the alarm from the first day that governors became a part of, or we became part of the governors network. I just run past it every fucking day. It goes off. Um, um, this is the first time you heard it, but it goes off every single day at 1045. And usually I just run past it and keep talking. I click hit the button and then go back to the conversation and then realize at uh, 1101, oh shit, we fucked up government. Yeah, that's right. Not going to happen because I've turned over a new leaf and I love governors. They're the best uh, ever. I will never say a bad word about them again. I, I pledge my allegiance to governors comedy. Club. Did something happen for the, or did it just occur? Like, were you browbeaten by someone? No, <laughs> no, not, not at all. Not at all. I, 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 I appreciate is, it because you're ruining my opportunities to be booked at governor. No, right? no, no. Again, I come back to the podcast grin stuff where I'm trying to get him to say negative stuff about me. It works in the opposite way. And so your chances of getting a gig are better if I bash govs. Uh, you'll probably say, well, let, let's get one of these guys who argues with him every morning. So it's uh, you, you, I, for your sake, I should probably say the opposite. Well, they're not going to book me anyway because I only have like sixty-six followers on YouTube, and and on and on Facebook, I keep deleting people who don't matter to me. So I'm still around one thousand. Listen, next I, next week they have two soap opera guys. You know, these uh, pretty boys from soap operas are there. The show. I don't, and I'm sure they don't have like a large comedy following. <laughs> on social media. Uh, I don't get why they're having these two fucking comedy uh, these two soap opera guys, but they are. So I don't think I don't think they pay attention to that. Plus, I know I've seen people there who don't have huge so, uh, social media followers, but most of them have been working with the club in some capacity. Like, you know, there's steady openers at the club. They're there. I think this, with Govs, 
if you're not a uh, nationally known name, the way to get in there is to do residency. They come there and be like a steady opener, steady host almost every night of the week, right. that kind of thing. And see, and that's, you know, um, you know, Danica and I talked a bunch about it and, you know, what I'd like, what I'd like to see happen is I'd like to see, you know, a couple semi-regular gigs uh, draw me there. And then once I'm there, I can find a couple other, you know, because like working at a club or whatever, like fucking, I'd love that. You know, I had a chance to go run the boss's comedy club up in Fargo, but it's fucking Fargo, North Dakota. And I didn't want to fucking you know, get, get, I didn't want to get, you don't want to end up in a, a wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do have, uh, you know, most of my friends do look like Steve Buscemi. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> we have, uh, we have, uh, speaking of Boston, Boston, uh, Allison Dyan, who who uh, is a Boston area comic, uh, she'll be on tomorrow. Now the odd thing is Halloween, and she booked the date. I want to say in August she booked Halloween. So I don't know why she picked the date. Obviously, I would think two months in advance you're picking Halloween as your date. There's a reason for it. Uh, I don't know what that is though, and there's yeah, not maybe that... you know maybe she's got a big show that she's trying to promote at this time or something. That that's what I'm thinking. Um, right. Wednesday mm-hmm. I have no guests during the morning show, uh, and I'm not inclined to really hustle my, to get one. Uh, Thursday we have a late show. Just giving a heads up on the on the week here, a later show. The first guest is Joe Pontillo, a, bro, a Brooklyn uh, comic who will be on 1015. Then Steve Stolia, who is uh, the Groucho guy. And I told him he could come on at 1115. So if you guys want to take off the first hour and I'll just sit here and fucking shit myself and, and ramble for an hour. I mean, if what you day want. is that? Thursday. We'll start. Uh, the guests don't come on until 1015. Probably doing a three hour show on. Not you a know, problem. For, yeah. I don't know what time we're leaving. I know Thursday is our day of oh, travel. Right. I'll be going to Oklahoma City on Thursday. You don't care. Might... You don't care about the Groucho guy anyway. Uh, yeah, GD. I do. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can I mention just something that we overlooked? Go ahead. Overlook. We were we've been we've been opining the loss of Matthew Perry, and no one cared about Richard Mall. Oh, I care about who? Him. Who? Bull. Bull from Night Court. Oh my God, that guy! I remember that guy. He's yeah, dead. big he's tall, dead. big tall, bald dude. Yeah, he's dead. Thanks a lot. No, I'm, I, I'm didn't I didn't know that. He he passed away as well. I didn't know that. that that's more than a week ago, though. It, yeah, but we didn't. Yeah, but we didn't discuss it at all. Right, bro. I didn't even that's... hear about it just now, bro. No, and then Corey Rosen's going to try again on Friday. Corey Rosen is a public uh, PBMTV, which uh, is looking for comedians to do their own shows on that network, which I think both you guys want to be here for uh, to talk to him about that. But he was he was scheduled a couple of weeks ago and forgot. Uh, he's one of these guys who definitely tried the marijuana. I don't know. Look Actually, somebody gave me his information to reach out to him. Like uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, maybe a month ago, four weeks, a month, maybe five weeks ago. And I could not remember I said, who was I supposed to reach out to. And then you had the people. Then you did the, the PBMT. And I'm like, that sounds familiar. And, and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't, little, uh, don't look up Corey Rosen because you'll get another guy who teaches 
uh, comedy and, and improv, uh, oddly by same name. I mean, probably not that uh, unique a name. But if you're on the Internet, the other Corey Rosen takes up all the, uh, all the you know, hits and traffic. So if you look up Corey Rosen, you're not going to get him. You look up PBMTV, uh, you'll find Zeke. Well, it's like there's, there's two Paul Mercurios. There's like Paul Mercurio, the, the American comic, then there's Paul Mercurio, the Australian guy, who is really, really nice enough to talk with you and let you know that he's not that Paul Mercurio. Right. <laughs> All right. So and in closing, go to Podcast Cringe on YouTube. Look up po- Podcast Cringe. Leave some comments about Mind Dog TV, Coffee with the Dog in his stuff, and just tweak him a little bit to kind of... Uh, check us out so we can tell people that we suck so that those people will come and check us out and find out that only I suck, that uh, Willie and GD are actually very good. And so maybe we'll get some traffic out of that. That's maybe the Reverend maybe the Reverend will subscribe to Cringe. What's it called? Pod Cringe? Podcast Cringe. You got that guy? Podcast Cringe. Write it down. And, okay. and he please... Wrote it down. please. Uh, the chat room is helps for the live show, but uh, for the other stuff, we need some comments and stuff. Even if it's a negative comment, even if I hate Matt, I, I hate his fucking mustache. I uh, I hate the fact that the coffee gives me the shits. Whatever it is, um, why does Conway always wear his hat backwards? Right. <laughs> so somebody said, Who's "Does GD have to be black every time he's on the show?" Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did ask me, who's the dude with the old shit hat on? Who's the dude with the old shit hat on? Oh, oh man, you know what? I gotta clean that because I fucking love that. And I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna start coming up with some old shit bits or whatever because, like, that's that's my motherfucking hat. I love that hat so fucking much because it really accomplishes exactly what I want it to accomplish. Because oh, when I hand? walk into places, when I walk into somewhere, people just go, "Oh shit." <laughs> and that's exactly what I want. Oh, that's exactly. Shit. Oh shit! William Conway's here. Let's fucking do this. Uh, well, I get the same thing. I walk in and go like, "It's that dreaded guy." <laughs> that dreaded, yeah, yeah, that dreaded guy. Oh, no, dreaded honestly, guy. that's a lot of comedy clubs. The comedy clubs don't know my name sometimes, although you know sometimes. And so right. if it's my and they will on my check, they'll write the dreaded guy. Oh, they can't know. Which, no, that, yeah, we can't cash have, that at a bank. Like that's not cashable. Like, no, not that's, on the that's, check. I meant, no, I meant my, that's my food not check. trying to pay you, GD. No, I mean when my food comes. <laughs> when my when my food comes, they have like the order because they'll say like, table. Oh, yeah. Those oh, okay. you, <laughs> They actually feed you. I've never been fed. Uh, you know what? Uh, we do. I know we, we. I said we were getting off, but we didn't do this day in history because I ran past it. Let's do this day. Oh in history, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good right. day in history. Well, it's done today in history. It's done. It's there. all right on this, on this day in 1940. Abbott and Costello premiered their first film, One Night in the Tropics, in Patterson, New Jersey. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Also on this day in 1974, the Rumble in the Jungle took place. Muhammad Ali KO'd George Foreman in the eighth round to regain his title in Kinshasa, Zaire. 
Ali, Bumbaye, Ali, Bumbaye. Yeah, yes, yes. Yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, also on this day, 1938, Orson Welles caused many. You just muted yourself, dude. You muted yourself. You muted yourself. You muted. You muted. Okay. You muted yourself, Orson Welles. I, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, this is this is this is what happened. Okay, and I finally figured this definitely was happening. Okay, so there's such a lag, and just now when when I went mute, it started playing this day in history in my headphones, and I had to unmute my like like it took that long for it to process on my fucking end that you played that video uh, maybe, and, then it, maybe. and then they automatically muted me in the middle of me fucking talking all right then like we we do need this equipment that's you, jesus not we that's so <laughs> uh, yeah yeah listen i got a turd in my pocket don't think i don't i i walk around with poop all the time i like to carry a little poop in my pocket so i can fling it at people when I they make you. Me mad. like like larry davis i get it um but no i have i have great equipment thank you yeah. Um, Ditto. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what what you even heard. Orson Welles scared the shit out of well, people. Yeah, he, yeah, he scared the shit out of people with the uh, reading of the War of, War of the Worlds, which uh, yeah, I talked about with Jay Moranti because Jay Moranti, who has been on this program, is doing War War of the Worlds tonight as a radio play type of. of oh, nice. Well, how fitting. Yeah. <laughs> it's the day. They used to do uh, seances and stuff. I think it, tomorrow is. The, the day people usually do it, like Halloween night, not necessarily, but I know Orson, the original one was uh, the 30th. Anyway, uh, he actually timed it perfectly because they did put the disclaimer out that this is just a reading of H.G. Wells and all that stuff, but nobody was listening at that time. Everybody was listening to the most popular program that, I forget which that was, and at the time. And they when they went to commercial, he knew that everybody would be flipping their dials, and that's when they caught, uh, we've just, uh, you know, breaking news, right. and that kind of shit. Well, and the way they did it, too, you know what I mean? Like, like they broke in and did part of it, and then did more, and then broke in and did another yeah. part of it. It's I'm sure that it seemed very legitimate, like a real emergency, especially the people that, you know, especially back then, you know, the 30, what was it, 30 what? 30, 39. 39. 30, it said 38, 1938. Um, 38. That's what it says here. That's what my information says 1938. Could be. I, it, it, it could be more. That was um, the, the height of the uh, we were we were worried about World War Two and that uh, involvement too, and so people were used to getting those breaking news about uh, alien yeah alien, crazy alien, shit happening yeah, yeah bombings and all that kind of stuff bombing of London and all that stuff. bombing of London has begun now they've worn out that breaking news or you know the, we interrupt this program for a special bulletin they've worn that out because now every breaking news could be your grandmother just farted breaking joke. Yeah, that's 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 where this came from. Right, I know where that came from. <laughs> you don't have to explain every joke to me, by the way. I was I was explaining it to Willie, not you. Okay. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> oh. <laughs> My God. So says the man that had computers crash not too long ago. That was uh, a two-week saga. Ah, huh. that's true. I did have a problem, but now we're we're, we're back.
Is she sticking up for you? I think you got a real problem with this one. I really do. Uh, well, she and, is his president of his fan club. Yeah, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean she has to back him every time, even when he's wrong. And he's wrong. <laughs> Let's see. Back your president. I want a fan Listen, club. What, what, what kind of yes man doesn't back their person when they're wrong? <laughs> well, you got to take them aside and say, "Listen, Chief, you're in Sioux. You're in Sioux City." Not, uh, Sioux oh City. my! Oh God, dude. dude! That's what you got to do. I'm so Hi, glad Joey Roll didn't club. do that. Yeah. Do what? Jolly Jolly Roll just played Sioux Falls um, uh, on the 28th, and and I'm oh, so that's glad Jolly Roll. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the real one. Uh, the, the music artist <laughs> Jolly Roll. The, the yeah. one who's actually getting paid. <laughs> a lot, a yeah. lot. Too, by the way, man. Yeah, he he he, he sold he, out fifty six shows on that tour. He's, he's sick now. He's dealing with some uh, some some sickness. Uh, some I don't know whether he's just exhausted or he had like. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Time. I'm sure he's been living it up pretty pretty good on the road. Anyway, he does he does that he does he does IVs and everything for his. You know, that's one thing that's so different about people that party or drink now or whatever like back in the day like like now if you go out to a bar at about 115 uh you see water glasses in almost everybody's fucking hand because almost everybody that goes out to the bar scene now is very well aware of the the need to rehydrate yourselves after a night of drinking and people are doing it before they even leave the fucking bars now they'll get Two, three waters before they leave the fucking bar, if which you I have never enough, saw back in the day. If you have enough ago, wherewithal, to, if you have enough wherewithal to think about that, you're not really drunk to begin with. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've seen some pretty tank bitches fucking drinking some goddamn water, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and right. you usually, usually it's her friend bringing it to her. Like, bitch, you need to take some of this fucking water before you go home with that fucking weird ass fucking dude in the fucking Dragon Ball Z shirt, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get out of here. I got a, a very important business meeting that might make a difference. Uh, wish me luck on that. I'm not going to say more than that, but I have a, a important business meeting to get to. You guys have a great day. I'm getting out of here. We've gone way over the limit. Have a, have a good one. Thanks for being here. All right, get out. All right, I'm getting out. Time for me to get out. I'm so glad we had this time together while I look for the button to say, turn on your radio. Bye for now. <laughs>